Welcome to today's episode of The Roboticist. My guest today is Rosanna Myers, who is the founder and CEO of Carbon Robotics. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So tell me a little bit about the problem that you're trying to solve with Carbon Robotics. Yeah, so we build intelligent robotic arms for industrial manufacturing. And, and the problem that they're solving is that today in manufacturing, which people tend to think is completely automated because it's where you've seen the biggest adoption of robots, um, actually it's mostly done by hand. It's about 90% of tasks that could be automated um, are done by hand today. And these are not necessarily complicated. It could be something like um, moving, uh, moving a, a piece of plastic into, into a tray. It could be something like attaching wires. It could be you know, pr pressing a button just to see that the screen works. And almost none of these tasks, even at the higher volumes, are, are automated today. And there's a, a number of reasons for that. Um, and but the what ends up happening is that you have people essentially in work cells, working eight, ten, sometimes twelve hour shifts just to do just to do these tasks, and and so it's a really difficult business to be in. Um, it's a, it's difficult to do those tasks, and it's also a difficult business for the companies. Um, these are typically like very very low margin businesses, competitive. It's hard to differentiate. Um, operating margins are typically two to four and a half percent. A big portion of that's labor, and and so they struggle, and they want to automate, but but when but when they when they come up against the realities of how robots are today, they find that they're really not able to do that, and there's a number of reasons why. Okay, so so tell me some of those reasons. What are the things that people encounter? Like I'm a I'm a shop floor owner. I've yeah. got a hundred people working just assembling widget A to widget B. Yeah. Said, All right, I'm going to spend the money. What, mm -hmm. What's stopping me? So it's a combination of cost, time, and frustration. So uh, first and foremost is you're going to hit a number of very large upfront capital expenses. So it used to be robots were hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now the cheaper ones, cheaper ones are thirty-ish thousand. And people look at that and they say, okay, that makes sense as an investment. But what isn't so obvious is that that's just the beginning of what you're what you're going to need to do to actually implement them. So the average in the U.S. the average welding cost uh, the average cost to set up a, a welding application is one hundred and thirty three thousand dollars per robot per task. And I think that's where you can start to see all of the the, the pieces that add up. So you might spend thirty thousand dollars on your robot. You're going to spend that again on a gripper on any kind of hardware that you need to put around it for, for safety, material handling solutions, all of these things add up and you have to, uh, you have to, 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 to have them to, to just get started. And then at that point, what you essentially have is a statue. Um, it's not set up to know how to do tasks. It's, it's a robot that is essentially following commands and it's quite difficult to interact with that. And so you tend to have these systems that are wildly out of date, very expensive, unable to really update. The, the robotics companies generally aren't in their core software companies. And, um, and so what that means is that anything that you want to do is a really big hassle. And actually, hire, most people, what most people do is they hire in integrators who are the specialists who know how to use these products um, and know how to integrate them. And they do everything to put those together, which takes several weeks, several weeks of downtime, is expensive. And then it's inherently not flexible. Um, and so the moment that the moment you want to change the task that you're doing, you're going to hit a ton of costs again just to repurpose it, and uh, costs and time. And so what happens is, um, as stressful as it is to to be on the 
on the, the, the brink with, with the way business is done today, it's, it's often just not possible to automate. And uh, especially with lean manufacturing, in many ways it's fantastic that uh, it's more efficient to be making smaller batches and to be, and to be going at that pace, but it also means that uh, using robots is almost impossible. Because the average, it takes four weeks to set up a, an assembly line that, with robots, uh, and you're only existing for two weeks, you can never do that. Sure, I understand. Okay, so a potential customer of yours would be somebody who's got this situation and they want to automate, but the traditional methods that are available are, are just too hard. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So we are specifically looking at tasks that are almost never automated today uh, for, for the reasons that we talked about. So when it comes to um, the, the last piece of automotive assembly, that's typically already automated. That is not, not necessarily well. It's, I mean, the so Tesla's had a lot of issues with setting up their production line. They, they ran up uh, against really all of these issues. Um, and so, so setting, up, setting up those lines is definitely, uh, is, is definitely difficult for them, but it's possible because they're gonna make one of the same thing for, for many, many years. Our best customers are the ones who are doing more of the high mix, low volume. So it could be, that they're only making a product for six weeks or they're making it for three months. But because it can be set up within a shift or, or less for most of those applications, and we're remembering them, we're, our, our system can see what it's doing, understand, make context of the world, and all of that is building basically templates that can be expanded and, and reused. And so it's, it's, a, it's a very different way of looking at, looking at robots. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So, okay, so in all the things that you've learned doing this work and running this company, um, what have you learned? What is the one big piece of wisdom that you would share with people who are perhaps considering this idea of trying to automate their space or, or getting yeah. robots as a tool to improve their business? Uh, well, I think it, 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 it depends on, on, on where you're coming in. I think if you are, I, the biggest thing that I've learned just from starting the company is that you really have to put people at the heart of, of everything you build. And it's, it's less common than I think people realize. A lot of times people in robotics get really excited about the technology. Um, you know, and they, they want to use this technology and they know it'll go into this product and, and then they build it and then they take it to this person who may or may not need what they built um, and may or may not need it in that way. And, and, and that way is just sort of, it, it, it's common, but it's completely backwards. What you want to do is start with the, the customer, really try to understand um, what they need. We have a we have a philosophy at Carbon where you don't fall in love with the product, you fall in love with the person. Because when you fall in love with the person, then you're pulling out what are these needs? Where are they getting hung up? That informs the product and then that informs the technology. And I think a lot of the companies that have died or have been um, overly capital intensive or, or struggled to find their way have, have had this issue at the, at the core of the company. Mm -hmm. All right. And unfortunately, there is a long list of companies that have gone under for pretty much that reason. <laughs> right, right. And so it's a shame because you have such passionate, talented people who want to make a difference. I think people who go into robotics, by and large, have a very um, special type of creativity. And there's a real gift. And so it is, I, I think it's a big shame when, that's, when, it, when it's not directed in quite the right way. Understood. All right, so if people want to learn more about you and Carbon, where do they need to go online? Uh, they can find us at carbon.ai. And uh, yeah, that's where, we're, that's where you can find what we're doing. We're posting content, and uh, that's where you can reach out to us. Fantastic.
All right. Well, thank you, Rosanna. I greatly appreciate you being on The Roboticist. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of The Roboticist. If you'd like to see more episodes, visit us at www.jaquette.com podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about how machine learning and artificial intelligence can help you create competitive advantage for your organization, visit us at www.jaquette.com slash AI. Thanks.